Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. Okay, welcome to another Fireside Chat. This is Alon. We're right in the aftermath of the FA Cup fixtures and results, and therefore in the thick of the blank and double madness. Uh, there's no one better to talk to than Praz from the FPL Wire. Praz, buddy, how you doing? I'm really, really well and uh, happy that uh, we've got maximum carnage in the FA Cups and there's only four fixtures happening and, and really <laughs> delighted to be back. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, man. So this is this has to be your like favorite-ish time of year for FPL, I would assume. I mean, it's you know I anyway enjoy the period which is basically before the deadline, right? On what yeah. can you do because after that yeah. it's just shit and pain, right? So yeah, <laughs> this is the time which I like, and I like long-term planning, and this is now gets your juices flowing. So I lo- I love this period. Yeah, afterwards it's just shit and pain. It fits right in with uh, the FMLPL <laughs> lifestyle. Um, yeah, so as you know, I'm on wildcard. And as you just mentioned, every favorite basically won in the FA Cup. And well, were Wolves favorite over Brighton? I don't know. That that was a close one, maybe. But all the home teams won, at least. And so now there's only four games in Game Week 29. Fulham Spurs, Burnley Brentford, West Ham Villa, Luton Forest. Looks really bad. Looks like a free hit. To me, Very bad. but I'm wondering what what are, you, what are your initial thoughts? Look, I mean, mm-hmm. I think what has changed from our initial thinking, these were the favorites. And like you said, I think yeah. even though Wolves were not favorites, it was expected that that fixture would blank because either Wolves would win or Bournemouth would have won, which they didn't mm. yesterday. Right. So our right. hopes were higher. But uh, in essence, we were expecting that fixture to be a blank. So carnage. And I think Game Week 29, you can look at it like you know, you see what you want to see kind of thing, the the Sixth Sense dialogue. Because (laughs) people whose team is not ready for that will just go, I've got two or three players from Game Week 29, I'm just going to free hit, right? So that's reasonable. And and a lot of people might end up doing that. But other people like yourselves who are wildcarding, I would say 
it's also an opportunity to say everyone else is going to wildcard uh, free hit into this really shit week and there's only going to be like four or five picks and if i can manage to get nine or 10 players out yeah maybe even take a hit and avoid a free hit and then save my free hit for this other double game week that is coming up in game week 34 which we will talk about and i don't want to go too too deep into it because there's a lot of permutations and we don't know everything yet it could be a play and it could be a play where you basically let everybody spunk their chips and get 10 15 points which is okay and then you hope to do better later yeah it makes sense i mean for me the hard thing to i mean there's a lot of like you said there's tons of permutations but there and there's a lot of different things that require i think balance but it's like what what great benefit do i get from saving my free hit right and you mentioned that there's probably going to be a big double in 34 will i or won't i be able to take advantage of that with a free hit or without a free hit like i don't know right i don't know how the fixtures will fall i don't know what my team will be and i i think we don't for sure know what the doubles will be either so you can't really say for now and then you mentioned right it's a bad game week 29 right so there i always have the trouble with the thing of balancing it's like do i want to bring in aforementioned bad players into my team actively saying oh yeah like it's a bad fixture and i want those players or is it more valuable because then also i don't have the wild card to get rid of them right which i think a lot of people will probably be wild carding out of their you know non free hit teams or do yeah. i want to just say no i'm just going to get all the players that i want and i want to hold longer than 2 3 game weeks and just free hit in for the bad week So I mean these are pros and cons to everything right so if yeah. you're wild carding now I think what you need to think about is which of these teams in game week 29 are long term holds so I think in terms of all these so West Ham uh I don't think is a long term hold you could argue maybe Brentford Tony could be a longer term hold yeah. you could argue maybe Watkins but what you need to do if you're not free hitting in game week 29 is basically load up on Luton players which I know doesn't sound great but why luton is because you'll want them for the double in 20 yeah. again not the best double and yeah. you have them for for 30 so i think you hit the nail on the head where people who haven't wild carded would be more tempted to just take a couple of hits get through 29 because the other thing is if you look at 29 you know spurs have a fixture who do spurs play on the back of that in game week 30 they play luton at home mm. uh, villa have a fixture who do villa play on the back of that they play wolves at home So there's some nice fixtures coming out of the 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 game week 29 free yeah. hit or non free hit that you can just take advantage of another one you sell Haaland right i mean you basically free hit uh, if you don't free hit you sell Haaland for yeah. a Tony Haaland then plays Arsenal game week 30 so you can actually keep your Tony um who has right. you know an okay fixture home to man united you know he's going to score home to man united so it's just Locked those in. trade-offs that you can think about over game week 29 and 30 that could make sense but i do agree with you if you're wild carding you don't want these shit players long term and then end up yeah. with a really horrible team in game week 31 yeah that's the problem that i'm having but i i i hear what you're saying i mean looking even at fulham who like we would never really consider fulham players they're at sheffield united in 30 right like so it seems like Correct. maybe wild carding 30 won't be One. the move and it'll be in, maybe in 31 for the teams that don't free hit right that 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 looks feasible. I'm just worried that I'm going to be staring down the barrel of the team of like, you know, Bowen, Ali, 
Tony, bat, all bad defenders and bad <laughs> midfielders because none of these teams have either of those. Yeah. And I'm going to be, yeah, I might have a good 28, 29, 30, but then in 31, I'm just like, okay, I'm, you know, eight players away from where I want to be. I just don't, I just don't think it's possible to make a mm. team that's not going to be absolutely horrible by the time game week 31 rolls around. See, the other side of this is so, okay, you're, you're saying I don't want to sacrifice my team for this. So I guess my question then I'm going to turn the question and say, which week are you willing to sacrifice a little bit? So mm. let's, let's discuss game week 34 a little bit. Now this is early days, right? I mean, yeah. we haven't got the, the fixture gods with their predictions, but one, <laughs> you're, one of the, you're the that, fixture god. That's why you're yeah, here. <laughs> I, I just plan with the ingredients that are given to me. Okay. Uh, okay. There are people who actually cook the ingredients and yes. I'm not one of those. So, okay. you know, James from Planet FPL and, and Ben Krellin and Talon yeah. Beeman, these are the guys. So by tomorrow or on Thursday, you know, we should have basically a landscape of how, what we think 34 looks like and okay. 37 looks like. But in a nutshell, what the FA Cup quarterfinal rounds uh, draw has done is basically made it fairly obvious who these teams are going to be, who will reach the semifinal. Because Man City avoided Liverpool, Chelsea. Um, and so, therefore, you just think that Man City should win against Newcastle. So, that's one. Then you think Chelsea should beat Leicester at home. Again, Chelsea can do anything. Chelsea can beat Chelsea. But these <laughs> yeah. are more predictable than yeah. it would have been if Chelsea played Man United, for example, right? Or, yeah. or Man City played Liverpool. So you'd expect Chelsea to go through. You'd expect Man City to go through. Wolves versus Coventry is actually a really interesting one because now Wolves is, you think, likely to get into the, the semi-final. Man United-Liverpool... There's two fans here on this, and I think I don't think neither of us disagree that Liverpool are going to beat yeah. Man United. So that's like four predictable games that mm-hmm. happen in, in or that teams that will now blank in game week 34. It's now, interesting not- because usually it's not really like this. You know, like usually Correct. there's three games where like uh, either team could win, but yeah, I mean pretty much every team got one of their one of the better draws. I mean Man United Liverpool I guess usually is a is a closer contest, but no one expects that to be really that competitive. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So if I then take that forward and I say how does Game Week 34 look like? Game Week 34, there is a scenario in which Game Week 34 means Spurs blank. Mm. Because Spurs were meant to play Man City then and Man City will make the semifinal. So that game doesn't happen. Jeez. It could be that uh, you know the teams that actually double are the bad teams. So Man United could have a double uh, with Newcastle at home and Sheffield United at home. You could have Newcastle with a double, uh, which could be basically um, uh, you know Man United away and their fixture in game week twenty nine. Forget which one that was. Crystal Palace away. Palace. Yeah. Um, so you could have and the uh, you could have a Palace double. You could, I talked about Sheffield United, Man United, Newcastle. So these are bad teams. I'm starting to see the free hit in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And you know, the the problem with the Game Week 25 free hit was all the single Game Weekers smashed it, right? The Arsenals, the Villas. In this particular week in Game Week 34, the single Game Week teams are actually bad because Arsenal would likely play Chelsea. That's their fixture that's, that's moved from 29. Man City would be away to Brighton. So again, their fixture from 29. So these are those are not fixtures where you're afraid of, you know, you could go without Arsenal defense um, against yeah. Chelsea, maybe. Of course, you can be hurt. Yeah, but yeah. these are fixtures that you can actually attack and say, I can get the doublers triple Man United, which you would never, ever want. 
You could get, again, Trippier, who you don't want to touch at the moment, and things like that. So I'm just trying to make a case for I hear 34 could be a week where bad teams double, good teams have a bad fixture. So it's a nice ingredient for a free hit as well. Mm. Oh, man. You're making me regret wildcarding already. I'm just like, damn, I want I want multiple free hits. Um, <laughs> yeah, 29. I mean, so what are you seeing with the 29 games? I, I'm just curious, like from... Well, I don't really know what your team is. I probably... A better podcast host would have pulled that up already. <laughs> but I'm looking at these teams and like obvious... I think Spurs are sort of a separate conversation. I mean, yeah. whether you want or don't want a defender, I don't want them. But anyone who has them, I totally understand. You just hold and it's fine. One or two mins, like for sure, right? Every sure. non-free hit team nailed on. Villa, sure. everyone's going to have Ali. Everyone might have a defender. I mean, how there's some Moreno owners, you know, who knows? I don't, I don't know if Moreno will even have his spot by then. Um, you know, I'm sure people are bringing in Bowen after the hat trick. Like you mentioned, Tony. I mean, that's, yeah, maybe it's a Holland to Tony because. I think having Tony over Ollie or Dom it looks really sketchy right now. Yeah. Um, and then there's like, I'm not seeing much else. Like I'm really, I struggle to see a pick on Forrest. I mean, Burnley, forget about it. But, you know, Fulham, there's not much. I mean, maybe a Brentford defender. Luton, like you mentioned, the double like makes them it makes them from really bad to pretty bad but it doesn't make them good you know so like i'm wondering what what is the team that isn't going to free hit that they're happy with um so i can talk about my team so i've got yeah. triple, triple villa already okay uh, i've got uh, i mean bad villa defenders Conza yeah. and Torres, who are both injured oh, they're now back in training so i was I'm hoping hopeful. you ha- you were a doug louise guy i was like praz is smart praz has I, all the points honestly i went twang and i'm ashamed of myself um i was basically of the camp that there's going to be one upset so i shouldn't worry and obviously tonight wang is also injured <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so that's another piece of news uh, but oh anyway God. i've got i've got three villa okay um, and i've got um Ariola as my okay. goalkeeper oh right yeah. and and I've got uh, I've got Richarlison. So the idea would be between now and game week twenty nine, I would add both Madison and Son. So that would give me my triple Spurs, and I would add maybe two two Luton players. So that could be Doughty. It could be a striker, or it could be Doughty and uh, even a Ross Barkley. I mean anyone. Yeah. Anyone who moves because they would have a double in 28 and then they would play in 29. And the idea would be that I have these triple villa, triple spurs in those good easy fixtures against game week 30 in game week 30. And then I basically wildcard outfit in game week 31. That's at least a tentative plan. And if I think if I think I have nine or ten good players and I've covered the bases, because I think you've you've said the main thing, which is there is no goalkeeper or defender you want out of here. Who yeah. do you think keeps a clean sheet here? Apart from maybe Brentford, I maybe, don't see a clean sheet. but their defense has been awful lately. Yeah. There's, there's really not much there. Yeah, like Fulham score against Spurs, West Ham score against Villa. Yeah, Luton, Nottingham Forest. No idea what the scoreline is, but it's not going to be. It could be three two either way. It could exactly. be anything. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no banker clean at all. Um, yeah, man. I'm struggling. I'm not like. Talking it out like this, and maybe I should have had you on before I ripped my wildcard, but I didn't know where I was going to be at that moment in time. But 
it does feel to me like this is the best plan. I think if if you're if you know listeners have a team similar to yours, like f- between four and six non-blankers, which I think is pretty realistic, right? There's a yep. lot of highly owned guys in there. Charlie Taylor, people have like random, you know, random other guys. I'm sure are own Regulion or someone. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, right. Yeah. And it's just kind of wishing on my wild card that there were some more upsets, so I could have gone like really hard on you know say Liverpool lost today or something like that like I could have gone triple Liverpool and no one has any of them you know I get them in the blank and I don't have to deal with the free hit but now I'm kind of in a pickle where it's like yeah I basically like you said I have to choose between 29 and 34 maybe right because yeah yeah that's a tough one that's a tough spot to be in I mean, speaking of positives, so I know in the main pod, you were discussing bench boost. So I think one good thing coming out of tonight is the fact that Game Week 37 is just a week where all good teams are going to double. Man City are going to double, Arsenal are going to double, Spurs are going to double, Chelsea is going to double, you know, which are other good teams. Uh, Liverpool are going to double. Yeah, if they win, right? You're basically saying, assuming they win their FA Cup fixture and yeah, yeah. So if that happens, then basically what you can say is today, I'm not going to worry about, you know, dancing around bad teams. I'm going to pick good players and I'm going to pick good players and have a good bench and I'll navigate this period and I'll be ready to bench boost. Hopefully these players stay fit because no one can call an injury. But I think that's just a very good week to bench boost. You have your you know nice Arsenal defenders, you have your Liverpool guys. You will not be able to afford... Everyone obviously yeah. you can't have a Trent, Sun, Salah, Haaland kind of soccer draft, yeah, yeah. but you'll get there with some sacrifices. And I think the bench boost is just so appealing because one of the things of Game Week 28 bench boost that you were considering, I don't again see good clean sheets. And so, who would you sort of bet? Because let's assume you'll play the doublers. How would your Game Week 28 bench boost even look like? I mean, would you have a Poro or a Pau Torres who play each other? That's not a good bench. So, who's yeah. actually on the bench? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You're assuming like I would play Dowdy, right? So then my bench defender would be like, I'm just making it up, but you know, I don't know, Gusto home, home Newcastle, or yeah, I mean, you don't want Branthwaite away, Man United. I mean, Palace home, you right? You'd have Richards, Palace home, yeah. Luton. Um, I think you could find some decent fixtures there. You'd have a doubling keeper, maybe another doubler on the bench. Maybe you wouldn't start all of them. The thing that the, the, I think it's viable and it's basically between triple cap and bench boost. When do I want to use which? One of them sounds like it's going to be in 37. One of them sounds like it's going to be in 28. And I totally understand Walsh's case for Dom, who may also be hurt now. So that might just, <laughs> that might just ruin everything right, right out the gates. But they, I think the case also for bench boost. I mean, it's similar to what Walsh was saying about triple cap. Is like there we we know everyone that's fit, and we know the doubles right now. So I can get all of them right now. We're one week away, unlikely to get hurt or suspended, and then I just have a bench boost, right? Versus thirty-seven. I mean, it sounds good that like five out of the top seven teams or something like that are all going to be doubling, but you know, the league might be done. Yeah, they might be resting for Champions League semi-finals, finals, whatever, Europa League, semi-finals, finals, whatever, however the dates line up, you know, that that's also a factor. You know, we might be, I might be planning a bench boost by then and then it's like, 
while you know City or Liverpool are six points ahead of Arsenal in the league, and they have a second leg of the Champions League semifinal coming up, and they're just going to rest everyone. <laughs> just like yeah. uh, I'm benchusing in like Reese Nelson, you know, <laughs> holding. I don't even know if holding's still there, but there, there's just a lot of unknowns, is what I'm trying to say. Whereas what you were saying about the good teams all doubling 37, and that sounds like the easiest triple cap of my life, right? Whichever team is playing the best and has the most on the line and has the best fixtures between Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Spurs, even, that's my triple cap, and I feel incredible about it. You're yeah, kind of I mean, you're it's, kind it's pushing all me that way a little bit, yeah. It's it's all relative. So I, I think you need to compare triple cap Fitzsolanki versus triple cap Salah or or Haaland. Yeah, uh, and also uh, on on the left side of the equation have bench boost thirty seven versus uh, bench boost twenty eight. And I just think no matter where the league is, it's not like Gabriel and Saliba will not play either game, or you know. If you're bench boosting with single game weekers plus a dub- double game weeking keeper, then it's four fixtures uh, or five fixtures that you're getting from your bench. I'd argue that if you're able to navigate towards it, and you know there could be a scenario that it's still a three horse race. Yeah, yeah. And then it could be five. so. I, I think there's pros and cons to it. There's no right answer, but I just wanted to make a case that good yeah. teams will double. So that's something you could keep in your mind. You know, if 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 Arsenal are out of it, then Saka can become Madison, and and things can you know you can yeah. navigate towards certain things in leading into thirty seven. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then also the other factor with my wild card that Walsh and I barely touched on is just that there's going to be leaks from like six games this week because there's no yeah. early game. It's Correct. just the, the 3 p.m. So, you know, that'll also factor into my wild card probably, right? Like I need Liverpool news. I need like, is Mo starting? Is Mo on the bench? Is Robbo starting? Is Robbo on the bench? You know, whatever. If I want to go Liverpool route into a free hit in 29, I mean, Villa... You know, is Powell hurt? And which fullbacks are starting? Is Bailey starting? Um, you know, there, there's probably more. I mean, Spurs, like, is Richarlison starting at striker? Is Sun starting at striker? Like, there's, there's going to be a lot of action that'll also factor in the morning of the deadline for me. <laughs> and also playing in, like, am I, I need to make basically a flow chart of like, if, if this guy's leaked, I'm holding my free hit. If this guy has leaked, you know, oh God. <laughs> I mean, I remember free hitting 
you remember the season where it was David Silva's final game and there yeah. were a lot of free hit chips deployed? Oh, yeah. And it was also the season where there was these last 10-minute leaks that were coming up because that was an hour deadline before oh, the... Oh, my God. I literally had about 12 screenshots, depending on... And Liverpool had either won the league or were out of the league and were heavily <laughs> rest, expected to rest. And yeah, it's a nightmare. So I, I don't... I'm not envious of your position... But I think the Richarlison one is a really important one. That's really important. I mean, I, I think that that... I mean, that changes the order so drastically of like Spurs priorities. I mean, I think that legitimately makes Sun like a top two or three pick in the game. Correct. That makes Richarlison like 100% not in my wild card and makes Matto very interesting. And yeah. Mm. So, I mean, in terms of team, so in, I mean, in terms of your wild card, so now we know that Man City and Liverpool are blanking in 29. But okay, let's say you free hit. But they also play each other next week. And Man City also play Arsenal in game week 30. So how are you thinking about the Man City picks? I mean, are you I going Haaland-less, Foden-less, De Bruyne-less? <sighs> I'm lost at sea. You know, I don't really know. I mean, I think in the end, I'll be logical. And I just like to play around with different stuff while I have the opportunity. I think I will go Holland. I'm not sure on a defender. I think that like every time I've gone for a Man City defender in the last like three years, maybe it's always been bad. Um, so I don't want to forget about that. Foden is tough. I mean, Foden will probably make the team, but he Foden's a great example of the I'm sitting there, you know, 30 minutes till the deadline. Richarlison's on the bench. Sun's starting. Maddo's starting. I'm like, oh shit. Like, I really want to just get rid of Foden, put another Spurs player in, which is, again, another player who doesn't blank. And yeah. then, you know, I could see the ripple effect being like, okay, now I'm up to, you know, let's just say seven or eight non-blankers with that double change. Now I'm like, uh, maybe I should just squeeze in a couple bad defenders and just get 10 guys and just, you know, be fine. Um, so C City are really tough. I mean, Liverpool... You know, Walsh is very down on their defense. I think the defense is still pretty fine. You know, once, once the first teamers are out there and, it, you know, like today's midfield was ridiculous. And I mean, those Southampton big chances in the first half. <laughs> oh, oh my God. My they, could, they should have been up 3-0, honestly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it was just silly, silly time. Um, yeah, I, I think it was LR, right? Who, who had his article about like when the big teams play each other, it's not that big a deal anymore. I mean, I think it's a little bit different with um, City Arsenal because we've seen that fixture now like four times with Arteta yeah. or something. And it's it's just really awful, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, KG is generous, I think. It's just like a bad, probably 1-0 either way, except for the one time when City just destroyed them. Um, but Liverpool City, like, I, I don't care about that for, for owning attackers. Like, if Moe's fit, he'll be in my team. Holland probably will be in my team. I don't think that that fixture affects my, um, you know, if I'm not free hitting, I don't think it affects my team. I, and Mo's another one though, right? Like he could, we could just get a leak that he's not in the squad. All of a sudden I have a 13 million pound hole in my team and I have the opportunity to be like, uh, I guess I'll just throw another Spurs mid or throw in Bowen just because he doesn't blank, whatever. They have good fixtures. Um, I think Bournemouth are also like, obviously they're not on the level of City, Arsenal, Liverpool, but Bournemouth, you know, I mean, we don't know Dom's fitness. 
But then we also don't really know if any of their other picks are picks. <laughs> and I, I mean, want them obviously to be. have Neto as your keeper, right? One of the yeah. keepers. One of my keepers keep- right now has been Neto. Um, yeah. And I want a third player because they have Burnley, Sheffield United, and Luton in succession. And it just doesn't get better than that. Um, But I don't know who to go. And I don't know if, you know, you could get Tavernier or Semenyo and they could literally start all three games and blank all three games. And that would just be very unsurprising. (laughs) So there's all kinds of nightmares going on with my wildcard team. I haven't had really that much tinker time today, but it was, a part of it was also just kind of waiting to do this pod with you, waiting to talk about kind of how everything has has shaken out. Yeah. No, I like it. I think one of the free hit advantages of 29, uh, which we didn't talk about, is you can go harder on Bournemouth. I think people who will be avoiding free hit in 29, they'll have no choice but to go harder on Luton, which is yeah. not the better double. Yeah. So in your case, you can just, you know, bin Luton, maybe just have one or, or zero and actually go proper, you know, double or triple Bournemouth and actually their fixtures around 29 are really, really good. So that's one team where actually it could be worth the free hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if I am free hitting, I think triple Bournemouth is, I should really go for it. Whether the third guy is like Senesi or Kirkes, or I want to punt on Tavernier or I want to riskier would be like miss out on one of the good forwards and go Semenyo or something like that. Or, Clivert or Sinister, you know, there's a bunch of like maybe guys in there. And again, like I could, if we're, if we're talking bench boost again, like Lunar, obviously awful, even though they're kind of fun and, and everyone's kind of rooting for them a little bit, but like, and their doubles bad. It's, it's two away games. They're probably going to lose both. <laughs> but if I wanted to bench boost, I mean, it's pretty easy and affordable to just get a, two or three Luton players that are bad and just bench boost in 28 and just have, you know, four doublers on my bench. Um, it wouldn't really mess up the structure at all, I don't think. I mean, you'd still need to get rid of those Luton players later because they don't, they're not a team you want to keep late, right? Right. So, I mean, I won't, I won't worry, I wouldn't worry about the keeper, right? Kaminsky would definitely be one of the three, I think. But mm-hmm. like, let's just say I went Kaminsky, Barkley, and a defender. And Barkley just is my fifth mid, you know, fifth midfielder, like whatever. He's cheap. Probably will never have to deal with him because again, I, I will have used my bench boost, right? So like he can be red flag the rest of the season. I hopefully won't have to deal with him. And then, yeah, I mean, the Luton defender, if it's Dowdy or someone cheaper, probably maybe, maybe going someone cheaper is actually shrewd because this player will become my fifth defender who I never want to play also, right? So they're basically red flagged in my mind. Um, so interesting strategy then for, again, I'm here to confuse you, not to solve anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to um, have to listen back to my own <laughs> podcast. What a horrible feeling. So you could bench boost in 28 yeah. and not free hit in 29 because you would have your triple Luton. Triple Luton. Place. You would have two or three Spurs. Two or You'd three have Spurs. Ollie Watkins. Ollie. Um, maybe a Villa defender. Um, I don't know what your plan is with Tony, but Haaland could become twin- Tony in 29. Yeah, right. You're ticking most boxes. Yeah, I mean, so, I could just run nine out there. And again, like I, I think one of the benefits that maybe we also didn't mention about just such a bad blank game week is like, honestly, running seven out there is probably fine. 
Like, usually that's not fine. But if you have Ollie, Tony, who's probably the best captain, and at least, you know, let's just imagine a world where Sun is by far the best mid of the bunch. You're not going to get killed. I really don't think you're going to get crushed without getting just absurdly unlucky. You know, just like Luton clean and, <laughs> you know, some other ridiculous clean that just like completely crushes you. Brentford clean and everyone has all those players on their free hit or whatever. I feel like and you're probably just going to dodge a bunch of blankers and lose out on like, you know, eight points for, for minutes. And I, there's not really that many. You're not exposed to that high owned, high dangerous, you know, Holland, two hundred percent EO kind of guy. It won't it won't kill you? I don't think. Yeah, and coming back to the fact that these are hard to call fixtures, right? So some people may go, uh, may go Bowen home to Villa, but yeah, how you know Bowen could not do anything, and instead your Regillion, who you've been carrying since game week twenty five, he cleans against Burnley. It's just, <laughs> yeah. a, you know, when, when fixtures are tight and hard to call, it, it just, you know, says the free hit may not have the same upside. Look, someone's going to score points and yep. it could be that the free hitters actually smash it. But at least on paper, it feels like one where you need to really give it a thought that is there a way I can get through it? You know, I'm planning three hits between now and game week 30 before my wildcard at a minimum. Uh, that's if there's no further, no more injuries. No injuries, yeah. So, so that's that's already twelve points I'm giving to the field of from people who will probably free hit. But I'm hoping that my free hit will get more than twelve points, um, right? Than than when I you know th- than when people are go- navigating game week thirty four without one. Yeah, yeah. You're you know what? I you are actually talking me into it a bit. I mean, I'm just not. I think part of part of it is there's I mean FOMO is a very common FPL word at this point. I think everyone feels it all the time. But there like it's really fun, I think, to like cause when you free hit in a bad week like this, and you know this, and our but our listeners may not know, is it's really fun because you're basically playing a different game. Yeah. All of a sudden you're just like talking yourself into Mooney's and like you're talking yourself into, you know, Niakate and like Elanga and you're just like oh my god you know, I'm seeing everything and it kind of doesn't matter because you're going to have the obvious good picks which, of which there's only like four so like whatever you do elsewhere it's just like basically pure luck throw it at the dartboard and hope, hope you just hit with your eyes closed and um, missing out on that feels bad but I guess it's a potential thing where I'm just saving it and and I'm gonna get my delayed joy later in life when uh, you know, game week thirty four <laughs> well, rolls be, around. It'll be it'll be shit players to pick in game week thirty four. Yeah, well. yeah. You, I hope you'll so. Have your, <laughs> you'll have your double double Crystal Palace, triple Man United attack. You'll have your double Newcastle <laughs> now we're defense talking. or Isak or whatever. So yeah, there there'll be some bad picks, but uh, I think the thing with the blank game week free hit, and again you know this, but the listeners may not. But the the thing with the blank game week free hit is it'll definitely be positive points, right? Yes. I mean, we're it's safer. In, it's much safer because you you will have four more players or three more players on average, and the the field that hasn't free hit it will be on a minus four minimum. Yeah. So that's like three players plus four points that you start off with on your free yeah. hit. So it's going to be positive. If you yeah. look at game week twenty five free hit. Folks sold Saka, Watkins. They actually ended up negative 15, Oof. 20 points on the free hit. So I didn't know people even did that. That's brutal. Yeah. 
So that can happen. And that could happen in game week 34. You know, if people avoid going for a sucker because he's playing Chelsea at home. I don't think I would do that on a free hit. But if they did, um, you know, they, there is scope to get burnt on, on yeah. a free hit in a double game week. Always, always. I, I think that's a... That's like an FPL staple. It's almost lore at this point, like a single game weaker outscoring a double game weaker. You know, just, just the classic. Um, unrelated to blanks, I mean, who are you capping this week? Just talk, um, oh, talk about oh, your team. My story. I have PTSD from last year. Um, okay. I, game week nine last season. I don't know if you remember that. It was no, just after the wildcard. Uh, it was when Haaland played Man United at home. Oh, yeah. And, I had just wildcarded and I got Salah home to Brighton and it was Deserby's first game. And I had read all this that Deserby is an expansive manager. He's just going to play all out yep. and Salah's going to score a hat-trick. So I captured Salah. And that was the week when Haaland scored the hat-trick, hat right? the two and assists. two assists, yeah. And two assists, so it was 20 plus points. <laughs> that was brutal. I just don't want to have that same feeling again. And this, my decision was made before him scoring five goals last night. And um, Salah Sa- 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 braced. Yeah, in that game, no, no. Yeah, Sa- yeah got in one the Brighton assist. game. No, no, the game week nine, look- he just got an assist. Oh god, I'm looking at the wrong. Oh, I'm looking at this season. Wow, my bad. Yeah. Oh my god. So Brutal, five dude. pointer against twenty three pointer, whatever oh. Haaland got. So I so can recover. Your answer. Oh, yeah. Haaland is my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Where, where are you with captaincy? I, I think Holland's the best cap. I mean, the only the the five percenter is if I don't own Holland, then I'll have to get interesting with it. But I do, I think Holland's the clear best captain. Um, but yeah, I mean, I a, a lot gross. of people are on Saka. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a bad shout, but the thing is, now we saw what a, a De Bruyne does to a Holland, which we didn't get in the double game week. And I just think De Bruyne will start for sure. Now, it could be that De Bruyne doesn't have the same role as last night because there's also Alvarez, there's also Foden, who also take up central positions. It's not just the Haaland and De Bruyne show, uh, which is good for De Bruyne, but actually bad for... um, Sorry, bad for De Bruyne, but, you know, it may or may not be good for Haaland. So we don't know that, but Man United are poor, are are just not great without Hoyland. And uh, there are at least three goals there for Man City. You're killing me with this Kev stuff. I mean, he's just like one of the main reasons I'm wildcarding. Because up until two days ago, I would have said he's arguably the worst pick in the game. He's ten and a half million. Yeah, he's ten and a half million, not nailed, yellow card, not fit. You know, piece of shit as I as I eloquently put, I think. Um and yeah, and he plays yesterday, gets like five assists. I don't even know what the hell happened. Um I mean, he did get 90 minutes, so I'd expect to manage minutes, right? Because they have then Copenhagen, then they have Liverpool, which are arguably more important games, and they should yeah. they should beat Man United without him. So I'm not saying he won't start. But look, I didn't go for, him the, for the double for this reason, where I felt he's not going to play 90 minutes. He's not the guy who scores the goals. We have midfielders yeah. in the game who score goals. Yeah, you know, Even the Huangs and Richarlison's of this world are actual goal scorers. Yeah. So... Jota, we had an option off, and they were just good picks. And De Bruyne was a fine pick, but I don't think he was the best pick. And maybe he's not one. I mean, even this week, maybe he gets two assists. It's not the end of the world. It's 10, yeah. 10 and a half million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right, man. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else really to cover with the blanks and all that stuff. I think, what, when do you expect like the 34, 37 doubles to actually, you know, be settled? That's, I, I guess the FA Cup fixtures need to resolve. 
And then they need to do, you know, whatever they do, TV schedule and all that stuff. So it's not going to be for what, maybe a month or something? Yeah. So game week 29 is when the quarterfinals happen, as we okay. know. Then there's an international break. So we'll mm. go over two weeks. So usually they will, during this international break, announce the TV picks for game week 34. And okay. the good thing is, if we know 34, we can solve 37. Because everything that's not on 34, mostly. I mean, there could be a Spurs double-double that happens in 36 and 37. Yeah. But we should know by 30 or 31, the whole picture. Which yeah, I again, think that happened with Brighton last year, right? It was kind of like, oh, they could have a triple game week. And then later it was just a double-double or something. Yeah. Yeah. So Spurs could get a double-double. We should know by game week 31. Another reason if people are thinking about wildcarding after the blank is basically to hold off till game week 31. Because by then we should hopefully get everything. Right. Yeah, 30, I mean, you convinced me on the 31 wildcard. If, if people are getting through 29 and whatever, the 31 wildcard looks really good. I mean, like you said, I mean, you're getting, you're dodging, you know, Liverpool, Brighton, which uh, you, you kind of want, you kind of want Mo for no, that I'll picture. Have I'll have Salah. Okay, you'll because, have Mo. Because I'm going to sell Haaland for Tony. I'll have money to upgrade. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. A midfielder to up to Salah for the dead end of game week 30. Right. So you're, you're dodging Arsenal at, at the Etihad, which is Correct. a big one. I guess that's really the main reason. And the guys who blank, sorry, the guys who don't blank in 29, pretty much all have good fixtures in 30. Yeah. Absolutely. The Spurs, Luton, and Villa. Woods. Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good one-two punch right there. That's good enough for me. Nice. All right, man. Yeah. Good luck with your wildcard. Any other last things that you're thinking about? I mean, are you going to go Palmer or uh, where are you with like these peripheral picks outside the big teams? Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm curious what you think about Sokka because I, I do think there's a little bit of like Tinkerman in my head where I think instead of Sokka, I could go third Arsenal defender. And if I were to go that route, Palmer would be like almost 100% nailed in my in my midfield. Mo, as of now, I would say is nailed, but you know the leak might change that. And then it's probably like double Spurs mid. I think it is where I'm leaning. But you know, I'm, if you think not having Saka is just diabolical, then you know maybe I need to rethink my plans a little bit. But some somewhere around there, Palmer's definitely close. I think like close to being in the team. You you need that enabler. With Mo coming back and you yeah. know, with probably most people, I mean, certainly Adam and Baker and Walsh were all saying like Sun is the best pick and I'll probably just listen to them. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, we need enablers like that's a lot of cash. Correct. I mean, getting, uh, I mean, if you're planning Sun, Salah, Holland then yeah. Saka is tough. And I think yeah. it's a little bit of a controversial view, but I think Palmer is more important than Saka for the rest of the season. Uh, because, you know, Why? Arsenal... Uh, because there's other good picks at Arsenal, like a third yeah. defender that nobody yeah. else will have. Right. But there's no other good pick as such at Chelsea. And Palmer is just a good pick that enables a lot and probably enables Haaland, Saka and, uh, and Salah. Yeah. That is difficult if it's uh, Saka instead. Right, and I, I think there's two more parts to that too, right? There's there's also no good defender, arguably, right? Like the Ars the third Arsenal defender you're getting compared to City defender or Van Dyke or Rabo, it's just you feel so much better saving a million and getting the Arsenal defender over the Liverpool guys, and you feel better 
more secure for starts right over the city guy. And then yeah. the other thing that you mentioned is like Palmer's not only the only good Chelsea player, but or Chelsea pick, but unless you really are, you know, Doug Louise pilled, then he's the only good pick of any attacker below like seven million. Correct. Correct. You know, well, you know, some people have Doug Louise, some people are probably saying gross, what about gross? But like, you know, basically it's just Palmer. And so if we're if we need an enabler, he's by far the best. So yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you there. And and last thing for me, um, I mean, these are things I would think about on a wildcard. Premiums, right? I mean, we've talked about Sun being great and essential. We've we've talked about Salah being your edge, yeah. um, and we've talked about Haaland as as an important pick, but maybe not for three four weeks, uh, except this week. So I guess a question is: Do you are you trying? Are you even contemplating not jamming these three guys? And actually working out a plan where you just have two of these three at various points in the season, and then you mm. keep the other guys like Saka as the glue guys or Palmer as the glue guys, something around that. Yeah, there's probably something there. I, I should probably look into that maybe a little bit more. I mean, I really wish that I didn't think Holland home and United this week was the best captaincy. I really wish it was just some kind of bad game just give me like an away Chelsea this week or something and I'd feel so much more comfortable just being like actually no Holland I think is the best for my team I'll get him back in game week 30 with a free transfer and like I just feel so it'd be so easy to make my team you know um, which is why it's tempting right like it's it's this picture and then it's away Liverpool blank away uh, and then home Arsenal and it's like I'd be so happy not owning him for those three. Um, I mean, you would probably, you would end up selling him even if you started with him. Yeah. So I guess the question is, do you, do you go and sh- do you go shopping with that money yeah. next week? Or do you just say, I'm going to keep it and get him back as soon as these two, three difficult fixtures are finished? Right. So I, I guess that's the thinking. Because yeah. the question is, after 30, would you rather have Sandor or Salah or all three of them? And I think the answer will be all three of them. Maybe. Um, I think. Not sure. The other thing that it sort of unlocks if you don't go Holland is you can you can maybe go three five two, which is like kind of unheard of right now because everyone's yeah. on, you know, Holland, Ollie, and Dom. And then I'm I don't have to not go Saka, right? Like I, I fit Saka alongside Palmer, Double Smurzman, Mo very easily. And so I'm like, you know, other than Holland, which is is just like a funny sentence to even say, other than the by far best pick in the game, who's going to win the golden boot by 10 <laughs> goals. Um, I feel like I'm actually not at risk of anything else happening. It's just that, again, it's this week that's the killer. Because yeah. this week, yeah. I mean, he's in the elite teams, I'd imagine he's going to be at least 170% EO or something like that. Um, Unfortunately, the five goals have killed... Uh, the you know people going Saka. It's just it just is how it is. You know like yeah, people don't yeah. want to see that scenario and they envisage what happens if this was the captaincy and I was not yeah. on Holland captain. Yeah. This is just what it is. Which has happened to all of us, right? I mean, it happened to you last year with Holland. It's happened with past caps. It's happened with Mo. People don't cap Mo and against Man United like me. Yeah. You know, five goal involvements. You know that kind of stuff. That that's why we captain these guys almost every week. They're the best players. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, tough man, tough. Strikers is going to be a tricky one. So sorry, last one. I know I said last yeah, yeah. before. 
Rikers is going to be tricky after 30 because actually Oli Watkins, mm. even though right now he's the darling, he plays Man City in 31. He plays away to Man City in 31. He plays Arsenal away in game week 33. He plays Chelsea in 35. Brighton away in 36. Liverpool in 37. Yeah. You could make a case to say, look, it's uh, it's goodbye Oli Watkins in game week 30 or yeah. after game week 30. Yeah, absolutely. I also... You know, I, I can't, I have a hard time keeping track with this stuff, but I don't know future blanks, future doubles, but I don't know what Villa's situation None, is going to no be. No more doubles or blanks for them. No doubles, no blanks. So, you know, it'll be relatively easy. I mean, you can look at game week 34, home Bournemouth, 37, home Liverpool. That may or may not be an okay fixture, but you're going to be comparing him against doublers. Correct. And so, like, you're, you're you're almost always going to choose the doubler, in which case it makes his yeah his run really bad. The one thing with Villa that is a little bit interesting when we talked about um you know the team still having motivation like the you know for the thirty seven bench or thirty seven free hit, they look like they're going to be fighting for that top four spot all season. Like I, I I don't see them pulling away to the extent where they're just like resting all their players like completely on the beach. So yeah, he will have that going for him. Um, I think but, so. And I think even though Emery has this track record of European football yeah. with uh, Sevilla, I think he, at some point, when he if he smells Champions League spot, the financial yeah. difference between winning their Mickey Mouse League, Europe League versus <laughs> coming forth is just huge. Yeah, At some point, he might, might just start playing the B team in, in, in those cups, even yeah. though he's progressing. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Oof, man. Okay, yeah, a lot to think about. Like I said, I'm going to have to listen back and, and really <laughs> soak it all in. But um, let's get out of here. Thanks, as always, for coming on. Where can people follow you, keep up with you, you know, hear from you, etc.? Well, firstly, thank you for having me on again. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter or X as Pras, P-R-A-S underscore F-P-L. Um, and uh, I obviously podcast with the the Wire Boys, Late Riser, and Zofar um, on 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 a midweek basis. And yeah. I also do a Deadline Dilemma show with Flapjack on on Fantasy Football Scout. So you can find me in various places. He's a busy, busy man. And where where have you been if you don't know where Praz does his podcast? I mean, honestly. All right, man. Cheers. Lovely. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.